Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Squad member Congressman Jamal Bowman resorting to desperate claims like this to trash Republicans ahead of the midterms. We got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized and have been pushing for violence and pushing for even civil war. So that is what's at stake right now in terms of this election. Our democracy is hanging by a thread and black and brown people, our lives are in the balance if these people come back into power. Uh, obviously Biden's not on the ballot, but uh, which party do voters trust more right now? Uh, I, I, you know, this is, this is I, we might as well call this segment the not surprise segment. Uh, the Republican Party, they much more trust the Republican Party by 20 points. Uh, 51, I think, to 31. You see it on your screen right there. On, this is just specifically on inflation. This is specifically on inflation. This is specifically on inflation. If, the, if you look at the broader economic spectrum as well, it's basically the same numbers. But it's inflation that is driving these numbers and driving the numbers on the economy and driving the negative perceptions of Biden. And not surprisingly, voters are running the other way, going to Democrats, going to Republicans. I mean, obviously, for Democrats, any comparison to Jimmy Carter at, at this stage for President Biden. That's it's not a good, great comparison there. It, it, it's it's not a great comparison, and indeed, what you're seeing right now essentially is that if you look towards what do voters think are important towards the midterm elections, and and inflation has got to be what number one, number one, yeah. numero uno. What you see right now, look at this: forty-eight percent say the most important issue in their vote for Congress is the economy. Gun violence is not anywhere close. Abortion's not anywhere close. Immigration, which Republicans were going to want to run on, not anywhere close. And here is, I think, the big takeaway. When you look at your generic congressional ballot, so put it all together, right? We're going to make this giant stew for you. What do voters feel right now? Look at this. On the generic congressional ballot, we're just looking at the best Republican positions dating all the way back since 1938. This is the best, I repeat, the best Republican position on the generic congressional ballot basically of all time. Oh, man. Oh, man. Sounds like everybody's getting just a little bit scared on the left as they should be. They should be scared in November. They should be scared uh, for 2024 and beyond. I think they're really showing their hand and people are seeing what the party's truly all about. It's all about me, 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 not you, you, you as it should be. Should be about the American people, but it's not about the American people. It's about what these elites up in Washington want for themselves, the future that they see, and they don't care how that impacts your day-to-day -day life. So they are getting a little bit scared, and now they're starting to beat all the war drums. First thing they're going to do is try to rowdy up their base and put fear into their base using words just like Bowman did there. There'll be a civil war. There's going to be violence. They're going to start with all the racist stuff, as they always do, and that every... Uh, conservative and every Republican are blatant racists and you don't want racists in the White House. This is going to be the same old game that they've always played. Something interesting for 2024, the top Democratic uh, presidential candidates for 2024, you're going to really like some of these. Uh, Rob Cooper, uh, Cory Booker, Gavin Newsom, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Pete, uh, Pete, the rat Buddha judge, 
Kamala heals an heir. Harris, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth <laughs> Pocahontas, Warren, uh, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Joe Biden, and uh, AOC. <laughs> Not looking real hot for 2024. I can tell you there's a few people there that would be even more disastrous than Joe Biden has been. I, I got to be honest with you. Of that group right there, uh, Joe Biden might actually be their best shot, which is probably probably why they haven't given up on him 100% yet while they're still entertaining the notion that he may run for 2024 because out of all the other names that you saw there, can you imagine if any of them were running the country? I mean, you have complete morons. You have socialists. You just have people that are mentally unstable. Uh, you have liars. I mean, it's a disaster. That is a disaster on their side. So... If Trump runs, I don't see him having any problems beating any of them. Um, if DeSantis runs, up to this point, he has said a f- multiple times that he's not really looking to run. He's, his focus is here in Florida. Uh, I think, uh, uh, just on a side note, the issues that his wife had, and I know she's better now, God bless her, um, but I think the issue that his wife had, the fact that he has very young children, I think that this lifestyle here in their home around their friends is probably easier on him. So he's looking to keep some sanity in his life because I'm sure he knows going to that next level, how strenuous and how hard things are truly going to get. So it probably makes more sense to him to stay here local, win here, which he should do very easily in the state of Florida. Uh, continue to fix up this state, make sure that this state is in a, uh, really becomes a conservative stronghold in the United States. And then when his time is done, you know, if he looks towards the presidency, that's fine. If not, not, you know, it, he's definitely done his service at that point. That's up to him. But I think no matter who you put in there, that uh, the Republicans come out on top, no matter what, in 2024. Now for 2022 here in November in just a short five months or less, uh, I, we're looking pretty good. You know, everything's looking pretty good. The only thing that I you know mentioned uh, earlier was the only thing I'm a little leery about is if they are going to start playing this gun control game and wanting to tamper with the Second Amendment. I don't think that's going to bode too well for them, so they need to pay attention to what they do, listen to their base, and not do anything out of the normal. Uh, interesting uh, facts there that people's number one concern is inflation and gas. Interesting that that is surprising to them. <laughs> because I mean, the, really, that's surprising to you that people's number one concern is inflation and gas, what's hurting their pocketbooks the most. I, I don't, this shows you how out of touch the Democratic Party is with reality. Uh, you know, I, don't, I don't think they live in our reality at all think they live in their own world they see what they want to see because if that is news to you that people are concerned how much money's in their bank account how much they're spending at the grocery store how much they're spending on gas if you're you know surprised that that's the number one issue going into 2022 you're either haven't been paying attention don't want to pay attention or you're just plain dumb that's that's pretty much about it uh something interesting on inflation uh, if anybody doesn't know, I've mentioned his name on here on this show a few times throughout the years. Uh, Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager is a super, super smart guy. He's a conservative. 
Um, he does PragerU. And he did a little video on inflation and how it helped the Nazis rise to power. It's a little bit lengthy. It's a little over three minutes long, but I'd like you to hear it because the information in it is extremely important. And this is coming from a very trusted source and a very smart man. So here that is. So I want to tell you a little about inflation. It's not a sexy topic, and I fully understand that. Give me a few minutes and I'll show you how unbelievably important it is. I'll begin with a rather dramatic fact. I have a great deal of knowledge about the Nazi period. The Nazis were, were elected, even though they didn't get a majority of the Germans' votes. But in the 1932 elections, they became, I believe, the biggest party in, in the Reichstag, the, the German parliament. It's a very interesting fact that Hitler played down anti-Semitism to appeal to more Germans for votes. So I say it as a Jew. And as, a, as, as somewhat of a historian, that the notion that all Germans were anti-Semites is just not true. This doesn't absolve Germany of the most hideous crimes recorded. Nevertheless, if you, if you don't start on a basis of truth, you, you, can't, you can't progress in life. And... If it wasn't anti-Semitism then that elected the Nazis, Hitler and the Nazis, what was it? And the answer is inflation. Inflation was the greatest single contributor to Nazi popularity. If you uh, check this out, inflation in the Weimar Republic, the Weimar Republic was the name of the German Republic between the end of World War I in 1918 and the the Nazi ascent to power in 1933, after the 32 elections. In the Weimar Republic, the inflation was so horrible that prices would change on items more or less every hour. Uh, you will see pictures, it's worth looking up, of people with money, cash, in a wheelbarrow taking it to the store to buy a loaf of bread. It took a wheelbarrow worth of cash to buy a loaf of bread. That's, that was the worst inflation, I think, that we know, in, at least uh, in modern history, the, the one that took place in Germany in the Weimar Republic. Had there not been that inflation, the, the, Hitler probably would not have been elected. Inflation is, is so utterly destructive that it can bring demagogues to power because inflation even more than a high tax rate literally robs you of what you have because if you have to put it in dollars if you have a thousand dollars and you could buy a thousand dollars worth of things but in the next year or the next six months you can only buy a hundred dollars worth of things you have been robbed of nine hundred dollars in that period of time Inflation is a thief, and people understand this, and it's very scary. You worked your whole life, you saved, or like Grace, who just asked that question, she's only 22, but, but she's been told her whole life that the, the right thing to do is save. But why save if my money is going to be worth a lot less next year? It's a very legitimate question.
Inflation is a horrible thing, and I know I've seen those pictures. I'm sure most people have a picture of a gentleman with a wheelbarrow of cash going in, and the girl's question is extremely valid. Why bother saving? Why bother having a savings if it's just losing its value day after day while it sits in a bank account? Why don't Democrats believe that this is the number one issue? Because they're the ones causing it. You know, they, Again, they don't want to see it. They live in their own reality. They don't want to see that. Inflation is probably one of the best tools that they can use to tear down this country. You know, because what it's going to end up uh, causing is dependency. It's going to cause a need. Because they're going to come up with programs. They're going to pretend and tell you that they can help you. But in actuality, they're not helping you. They're the ones that caused this in the first place. They're just stripping you of powers. Because believe me, with every other program that they come up with, you're going to have to give up something. You know, nothing in this life is free. No matter what people like to tell you, there's always a catch. There's always a hook. On this earth, if it's free, believe me, there's something attached to it. There's nothing that's free. So when the government tells you that they're making a program to help you out, well, where are they getting the money from? Because the government doesn't make money. Okay? You're where they make money off of. So it's already your money that it's coming out of anyways. So when they tell you that they're making this program to help you out, but you're going to have to do certain things. Well, you're going to have to give up eating certain items, and you're going to have to eat at certain times. And, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to be able to afford to feed you, but we got to save the money somewhere else, so we're going to have to move it out of the power industry, and we got to, you know, you guys are going to have to deal with some blackouts. It's going to be a little bit tough, but, hey, at least you're getting three hot meals, and you're getting 1,000 calories worth of food a day. These are the situations, like he said, that help bring these nasty uh, people into power. And I think that most people are not that stupid. I mean, I like to believe that. I like to believe that most people are not that stupid. I don't think people are as dumb as the Democratic Party thinks they are, and a lot of Republicans that are in it for fame and glory and the power as well. I don't think that everybody is as stupid as they like to believe that we are. I think a lot more people are paying attention now more than ever, uh, and it's important to. So, yes, that's a big, that's a big uh, problem coming up in November for them. It's going to be a big problem, and it should be a good day for us in November because at least at that point, you know, you know, things will get back to some type of normalcy. You know, and you get into November, and we take back the House and Senate. You know, I keep repeating myself here like broke a record, but no real devastating bills should pass that will rock the nation like they have – like the Democrats would like to do. If they had another two years with Joe Biden backing them, believe me, the Build Back Better, the $6 trillion plan that they want to go through, they'll find a way to weasel it in there. Believe me. They'll convince Manchin. They'll vote Manchin out. Uh, Manchin might end up uh, you know, having a, a, a heart attack out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, okay, Sinema may end up getting killed in a car crash, and they get replaced with people that are on board. Believe me when I tell you that it will happen. So the best thing that can happen for us is to take back at least one of the two, preferably both, and that way it will all be stopped. Uh, all right, electric vehicles. Pete Buttigieg and uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg is such a just he's he is so incompetent. How he he only got the job because he's gay. Let's be honest. 
<laughs> he, again, on the checklist. That's the only reason he got the job, because it's not like he's a competent man. He obviously doesn't know what the hell he's doing with transportation. He doesn't do anything to help transportation. He can't even answer any basic questions about transportation. And then he does pull stunts and lies about stuff like he's riding his bike into D.C. When you see they catch him outside, a mile outside of the city where a car's dropping him off, they give him his bike and so he can ride in for good PR. Uh, anyways... If you remember, you know, as part of Biden's uh, Go Green, uh, the Transportation Secretary, uh, Pete, and Biden, Pete started biking to work, yeah, and then uh, they wanted to have Mexican-made electric SUVs that he purchased uh, for security detail. They wanted to have those, and they wanted to, remember, make the entire fleet for the federal government. They want to transition to electric. They actually ordered... um, 100,000 vehicles from uh, Ford. Yeah, Ford Mustang, that, that new electric Mustang. Well, <laughs> as far as electric vehicles go, they're not doing too hot because 49,000 of them are being recalled uh, because their batteries won't hold charge. <laughs> there's, your, there, there's your great... New green electricity. Your battery won't hold charge. So this brand new pretty car that you guys just purchased and I've helped purchase as well because it's through the federal government. You can't use them. Can't go anywhere. They don't take gasoline, which is much more reliable. They they take electric and they run on a battery and said battery will not hold the power to run the vehicle. So 49,000 out of 100,000 vehicles are being recalled back to Mexico uh, <laughs> to have their batteries fixed. Do you see why this whole transition to this green life that they're trying to sell you is not going to work? Can you imagine waking up in the morning and you go to get in your car and the battery took a dump? Now, where do you get the battery? You know, because like if my carburetor messes up in the truck or I'm having problems with plugs or alternator's no good, more or less I could run to pretty much any auto store, get one, you know, depending on how much you have or need to spend. You get a remanufactured one. You don't have to spend too much money. You can come home, spend a few hours, and you're back on the road. But where do you get said battery at? You know, I'm sure only the dealerships carry them, and then they have to be in stock. And what does the battery cost? Now, this is years and years ago, but a friend of mine's mother, uh, or mother and father, bought one of those hybrid, I want to say it's a Camry, that was like half electric, half gas. And the battery's only good for X amount of time. And the battery went bad. And I remember he called me up and he said, my God, they got to change the battery in the car. And I'm like, oh, well, what's that going to, you know, a couple thousand bucks or something to change that out? He's like, no, they took it to the dealership, $10,000. And I'm telling you, this was 15 years ago. Now, technology may be better now. I don't know. But t- 15 years ago, it was ten grand to change that battery out to put you back on the road. The only thing that saved them was, because, was that it was hybrid. So it's half gas, half electric. So they could still run it on the gas component, but still had to get it fixed. Well, they found out it was a whole lot cheaper for them to just turn the car over, get a different car, and, and, and get rid of that. And what did they end up getting? A gasoline car because they looked at themselves and said, you know, we wanted to buy this car for it to be here forever because they're older. So, you know, that was their last ride they decided they were going to buy, and they're going to run it until it, you know, the wheels fell off. Well, 
didn't work out the way they wanted, so they bought a gas-powered vehicle to do exactly what they planned on doing 10 years prior, a few years prior than that or whatever it was, and just have a car that they can run and pay a little bit of repair on here and there when they need to and take it into the ground with them. You know, gas is reliable. Gas is good. But this just highlights how all of us, and I know we're conspiracy theorists, and I know that we're all these bad people and we hate the environment and we want the world to just burn. I get it. But you don't have the right solution right now. You don't have anything that could keep this country or the world, for that matter, moving. So until you come up with that something, how about we just run what we have, work on developing something new, and when we find something new that is either the equivalent or better than what we have, then we'll make the transition, and I think most people will be completely fine with that. Until that, until that time, you're going to continue to hear stories like this, how their big schemes and plans and plots to move to this green energy is going to fail because it is going to fail because it's just not there yet. And it's good to point these things out and highlight them because I think a lot of people start getting panicky and scared, like I'm going to have to go out and buy an electric car. You won't. It's not going to happen. 1% of cars sold in the entire world are, are electric, 1%, which means 99% are fuel-powered. Gasoline, diesel, yeah, that's what's powering them because that's where the demand is at. So they can all come out with electric cars and they can have a selection for all the uh, tree huggers that want to go that route. That's cool. They can buy their cars. But for the rest of society, the other 99%, they're still going to want to consume their good, good old-fashioned, dependable and reliable gas-powered vehicles. All right. It is Friday. So... Here is my fun, fat fact. Now, this one is more of a I'm trying to help you out moment than a uh, funny moment, but you may find it funny anyways. So let me start here. All of my fat people. Now, for the most part, I would say the majority of you, yeah, I like myself, you've probably been a little roly-poly since birth. You know, mom and dad been around. They thought you were cute. They had little cute nicknames for you. You know, that, and that when you're you know, five or six years old, it's cool to be called that. And then beyond that, not so much. But that's not the point. I know that you do remember as you would get dressed. You always had mom coming in there and telling you things like, black is slimming or white is slimming. It helps you look less fat. <laughs> Well, let me tell you my experience as a fat person. There's no color that's slimming to a sphere, okay? When you're a circle, I don't care what color you got on, you're still a circle, okay? When you're fat and your stomach's hanging out and you're tucking it in your pants uh, and you got that nice spherical shape to you, I don't care what color you put on. You're not looking slim at any <laughs> angle that somebody's looking at you at. So, let me help you. You know what does help slim you out? And I know this is going to be crazy. But see, like if you're a heavy set lady, moo-moo's bad look. Makes you look fatter. You just look like this big blob coming down the road wearing a moo-moo. Dress appropriately. Size appropriate. Don't wear something that's super tight because, again, that's not helping your situation. We went over that with the whole spandex thing. All right? Wear something that is fitted, maybe just a hair of a size up just to give you a little bit of wiggle room so that it's comfortable to wear. 
If you wear normally a 2X shirt, don't buy a 4X shirt as a guy where the collar's hanging down and you can see the top part of your chest hairs hanging out in front of your shirt, okay? And it's draped down on you looking like a man version of a moo-moo because it's not slimming. Yes, you're fat. I'm sure you're very much aware of that. But buy a shirt that fits you because you'll start to notice that if you wear clothes that are of the appropriate size, not only will people start asking you, did you happen to lose some weight because you look like you lost a few pounds, but you could look nicer and feel better about yourself one way or the other as you begin to diet. You see, I threw that in there because let's be honest, you know, you don't want to be that way in the first place. So as you start that journey that you're going on, you could look more attractive and nicer. And then everybody doesn't point you out when you're walking down the street and there's little kids that be like, mom, look at that fat guy. Okay. Well, they're going to point out the guy with the clothes that are hanging off him, with the chest hairs hanging out and you know, looking like he's wearing a muumuu dress before they're going to point out the guy who looks like a bigger guy that's just wearing, not tight, but more size appropriate clothing so you don't look like a slob on top of everything else. <laughs> this is my fun fat fact to help you out on Friday. <laughs> I hope you like what you're hearing. Uh, God willing, I will be 100% by the time you hear me next week. It's getting there slowly but surely. Um, I'm going to be praying <laughs> and, and it should get where it needs to get to. Otherwise, if you like what you hear, please rate and review me. If you'd like to follow me, Truth, I am at The Real Little Joe. Want to check out any videos I do? YouTube, Little Joe CC, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Beyond that, have a beautiful weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Enjoy your Sunday. We'll do it again on Monday.